Hey guys, welcome back. Tonight we're talking watches you take on vacation. Hey, we're back. Thursday. Today's Thursday, right? Today is Thursday. Today's Thursday. Trading desk. My good friend and <laughs> semi-regular co-guest. <laughs> Third time now. Mike I'm getting Manjos. excited. Yeah. Uh, so I've signed him to an exclusive contract, <laughs> and uh, this is his third appearance on the record. Uh, so... Today we're going to have a pretty cool topic, uh, something that came um, from a couple customers of ours. Seems like right now is the time. It is the time of year. Uh, you're getting ready to set I'm off. getting ready to So uh, vacation watches, kind of a cool topic. So there's uh, cool theories here. We're going to go over some different options and what kind of makes stuff vacation watches, what you want to look for. But uh, I'm going to roll right into wrist shots, which is customary here right off the intro. And I have been wearing this for the last couple days. This is my Evo 3 Night Mission. Um, probably the most versatile Breitling ever made, I would argue. Uh, titanium case, super comfortable, uh, all kinds of complications, including a minute repeater. And all you have uh, alarm, chronograph, Galantan timer, uh, GMT, two time zones. You super name practical it. watch. I used to Sapphire. have a B1 that yeah. I used to travel with all the time. Yeah. Fantastic. 23 millimeter case, but in titanium, wears very well and uh, just super versatile. I did uh, some work on the car this weekend, so this was, you know, oil change, all that stuff. I was Don't wearing this. Don't have to worry this. about it. Don't have to worry about it, and uh, so yeah, it's been on the wrist for about a week. Awesome. What are you wearing? Uh, I'm wearing the Deep Sea, Sea Dweller, James Cameron. Uh, this one is actually the 126, uh, so the newer version, there's a slight less, more, uh, less taper to the bracelet. Uh, a lot of guys complained on the earlier version mm -hmm. that it was not only big, but the balance wasn't great because the bracelet was fairly narrow and tapered down. Right. So this one is better balanced, I think. Love the dial. So uh, This is definitely one of my favorite watches to take anywhere. Uh, love the adjustment. The best part, adjusted on the wrist, just slides in, slides out, done. And uh, especially summertime when your wrist is up and down, really easy to work. And I, I like big watches, so this is always a favorite. Yeah, it's a cool piece. I like the refinements from the first gen. I, if you have one of those already, I don't know that the upgrade makes sense because that watch is still great. Right. But it's if not you don't have one it's... and you want to get one, then the, yeah, the, the newer, newer one's perfect. perfect yeah. yeah. I, I do like the fact that you don't have to take that off your wrist to adjust it. Although part of me, like, I still think the Submariner one's the better The Submariner is the easier one to use, and it's super yeah. fine. But this one, there is something about just yeah, keeping it on your cool. wrist um, all the time. Don't drop it in the water. There you, it off. there you go. All right. Fantastic. So wrist shots. Uh, that watch is a little bit more expensive than the, the Breitling. But, <laughs> but I love the Breitlings. Again, the Breitling complications. I used to, again, I had a B1 that I wore for years whenever I would travel for different time zones, alarms. It's a fun watch. Yeah. And it, it, for what it, it punches above its weight class. Like uh, I would agree. It's, it wears well. People notice it. I mean, it, it's versatile. It's all hell. So I like it. And I, I also like the clasp on the rubber strap. A yeah. lot of rubber straps just have the tang and and it's a titanium buckle, so right. it, it, it so the it watch sits super comfortably. Well, yeah. All right, remember top five? Uh, top five, kind of like a. Uh, I love top five. Quick spin here. Exactly. I always love being surprised by top five. So let's see what we got today. Interesting top five. Okay, I can I know exactly why that uh, fifty five twenty four is on there because we have a paddock sale going on right now. Correct. And every single day somebody has called me about this fifty five twenty four. Well, they get um, super popular when it came out, really hard to get. Then they produced a number of them. Then they came out with some other watches afterwards. So there was a few of them on the market, and I think they've softened up a little bit. And, again, at the price point now it's trading at, 
it's become super popular again. Yeah, and we had uh, I think we had two of them, and uh, both of them were marked down. I think this one at forty four nine fifty is the one that has full box papers. The other one was a little bit cheaper, didn't have uh, didn't have papers. I don't believe, but. Anyhow, uh, that watch seems to have turned back on. People are interested in now, it. Now, what so. is your feeling on the watch, honestly? Honestly, for I me, have opinions, it's, but yeah. I mean, I, I have opinions. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I never quite understood the watch from launch. I applaud the attempt to try and do something outside the box. Right. It just, for me, kind of felt a little bit like um, them chasing other brands. That was exactly my feeling. I mean, it just felt like it was a little forced. And again, if you were doing a pilot's watch, which is cool, why wouldn't it have been steel, not white gold in the first right. version? I do um, really, really like the new weekly calendar piece, the steel weekly calendar. I know the steel and weekly calendar. And that also kind of feels like them chasing another brand. Right. Um, but I think they pulled that piece off better than, than that piece. Again, I think the size on that's going to be great. I like the, the color of the, the dial great. The handwriting. Yeah. I think that one's going to work stick. well. Um, but anyhow, so number four. 5205G. Um, I love, my favorite part of this whole watch is the lugs. Yeah. If you take a profile view of this watch, it looks just like an airplane wing. Cutout lug, spring bar goes in the middle. It's got a huge profile. It's got a swoop to that bezel, so it wears bigger. Uh, one of my complaints with paddocks always is sometimes they feel a little small on, especially when you're wearing a beast like this. Yeah. Um, that one wears really well at 40 millimeters and wears heavier. I always love apertures. Annual calendars, my Annual favorite calendars complication. Annual calendars are super cool. Yeah. I've always kind of loved this dial layout. I think it, it reads to the eye really well. And, uh, you know, it has a good it, – it's a versatile watch for what it is. It, it reads well. It's easy to see uh, in low-light situations as well. But it's still dressy. Yeah. No, it's still nice paddock. Yeah. But, it's again, it's to me it's the right size and feels like a nice watch on the wrist. So that one doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah. Uh, so number three is the uh, 43 millimeter red dweller mm -hmm. right uh pretty popular watch super was popular, popular watch. from right from drop uh, right. when it came out skyrocketed uh like most rolexes like what we're seeing with some of the like the batgirl right now is they were super fire came out dropped a little bit now they're back up a little bit um this watch is pretty cool so unlike the 44 that you're wearing <laughs> I, I actually, the 43, I think, is a better size. It's, it's a, a much better balance. There's no question about it. I like yeah. the touch of red. Um, yeah. I love sea dwellers. I like the no size. You know, I like everything about the watch. Um, to me, this was the, the right way to rectify the 44 millimeter. I don't necessarily see the need for the 1244. Right. When this watch ticks all the boxes, but um, I like the red dweller. I would have preferred a newer generation 40 millimeter. I don't know but why they got rid of the 40. Yeah. I love it. Those watches are awesome. Um, they're way up now. Crazy how the hard those ones become. Six, six, zero, yeah, is and that was a tough watch to, to sell when it was new because it was 10.4 as opposed to 85 for a yeah. sub. I mean, I, I made decisions on not buying that watch when I was getting my non-date. It was either that or the non-date. Do I want to spend two more grand to get a, get that watch? It's right. a little thicker. I think the non-date's a little more traditional. But now they're $14,000 watches. It's crazy. Exactly. All right. Uh, Omega Speedmaster. You understand why this one's so hot because we just passed the anniversary. Yeah, uh, all Speedmasters are moving pretty well. Um, you know, we went over Speedmasters in detail in the last couple episodes. Uh, tremendous bang for the buck. Um, yeah, sub, it's a lot of watches for the show. 30, I mean, you know, I grew up with these watch. watches. My dad was an Omega dealer back in the 70s mm -hmm. when these things were new and, you know, NASA was going in and buying them at retail. They're just great workhorse watches. I think for that kind of money, nothing better on a chrono. Yeah, it's a cool piece. Manual wine. 
Uh, number one. <laughs> that is an interesting number one. That's a lot of a lot of goals. That is a lot of bling. Um, it is. They're very cool. Uh, again, I remember when these watches were new, but it's a lot of diamond lugs, diamond bezel. I do love the Myriad Roman. Mm -hmm. It's a very cool dial with the diamonds in between the rows, uh, and rare as could be. Right. Um, but I'm shocked it got that much attention. It's a cool piece. I could see. Um, so we don't do a lot of what a lot of people don't understand is. So we do pre-owned pieces, but we're uh, obviously we do the new side as well. So that actually pushes us away from doing modified stuff. Right. We don't list aftermarket stuff on the website. We don't deal in the watches. So when we do have something with full diamonds on it, it gets attention. Right, because um, there's rarer than because most. Yeah, they're you know they're not used to being seen on our website. So. Um, it's a cool piece. I can see why people are clicking on it. It's you know, I don't think a piece either either of us are going to wear anytime uh, soon. Not wearing that time soon. But uh, but you know, um, so a it's a, of... not a bad top five there. Uh, it's a really look good at the, top five. Look at the Speedmaster punching way above its weight class here. You got two paddocks and two Rolexes <laughs> is, on there, right? And the Speedmaster. So look at that. Very the little the done. little engine they could at four grand. Yeah. There you go. All right. So that's top five. Hopefully that was enjoy enjoyable. Um, Cut right to, uh, we don't have a this or that this week. We thought this was a pretty cool topic, so we're going to spend some time. And then uh, just to, my, my computer's at about 20% right now. I got, I got about <laughs> 10 saving, minutes. You're saving it? I got about 10 minutes of scheduled time for Q&A later, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saving the battery power for you guys. So please don't be, uh, don't be offended if I didn't call out your names in the chat. You guys are going to be in the chat box talking uh, all kinds of crap to each other whether or not i'm watching or, it or not. not so exactly. i'm assuming you're in there having a great time if not you know there might be one person viewing the show right now <laughs> but uh all right so the uh we laid it out earlier right vacation watches vacation watches i'm heading out on saturday and you've got an epic vacation i've planned. got a great vacation plan can't wait the whole family and i'm always one who has to bring multiple watches on vacation it's just my we're going to be giving you the GPS coordinates to Michael Mann's <laughs> vacation spot on the end of the show so you can go visit him on vacation. Um, yeah, so when we first uh, launched this topic, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I understand. So this is a watch roll for, the, for those of you that don't know what this is. I'm assuming if you're watching this, you know what a watch roll is. But uh, there are essentially two types of guys that take watches on vacation, and, and I'm – not the watch roll guy. And Manjos is very much the watch <laughs> very roll much guy. Very much the watch roll guy. So, I will have one just like that in my backpack when yeah, I leave the, on Saturday. The yin and yang of this conversation <laughs> started right away, and I was like, "This is my, this is my, this is what I would take of what I own. It's if it's every single thing I would, I could possibly think of that I would need. Right? My cell phone dies. I need to know when. You know, I need to set an alarm. I need to. It's the Swiss Army watch. It's going to fill every, you know, everything I need to do. I don't have to worry about it. It's water resistant. I can beat on it. If I lose it, I don't care. Um, and Manjos is like, well, I'm going to need a four watch roll because yes. I got to take my dinner watch that matches my fedora <laughs> and my, my board shorts. And I got to take. So why don't you, uh, we'll start with, with your kind of theory here. Well, I mean, I always go, I never go anywhere without a Rolex mm -hmm. just because, again, it is my Swiss Army tool. Um, usually it's my Batman, but the deep sea, especially if I'm going in the ocean, I love this thing. Sure. Um, there's something about, I do, I'm a very serious vacation person. We go every year for a big family vacation. It's my one time to try to relax and lay to, you know, just lazy. Right. But I love watches. So it makes me happy on vacation 
to change a watch when I'm getting going to a different place or doing something different. It's part of the thing. I can see wearing one, but um, I like changing them up, and it's kind of like I'll be sitting on the beach going, yeah, it's pretty cool sitting around. Um, so I always wear one of my Rolexes. Um, I also have a Panerai on a rubber strap. Okay. Um, it's a great thing to wear fishing. Sure. Um, out in the boat, you're banging it around, right. same kind of thing. Yeah, it's the workhorse. It's yeah. the workhorse. It's comfortable. It's you know, it's my lightest watch. I don't usually do a lot of light watches, um, but that's the rubber watch thing. This particular one I love um, just because it's the thousand meters. Right. It's got a super thick crystal, uh, which gives you that cool optical. Uh, it's got the great luminous on it, so it glows like crazy at night. Uh, it's just, it's a beast. It's beefy. Uh, but again, on the rubber strap, it really wears well. So I love that kind of thing. Um, makeshift anchor. Makeshift if anchor. To, if you can, there you go. That's your uh, system. Yeah. So Pam sixty four, super cool watch, submersible. Like you said, thousand meter. This is uh, you could do some damage in this thing. This could actually be something I would just wear this watch, like one watch. I think the one watch thing for me comes with how like I also don't switch my watch every day. I like to wear my watches like one week at a time. Right. So I'm not the guy that's like, what should I wear today? And think about it for 20 minutes. That's that's fine. A lot of people are. But I'm not switching it every single day. And I actually find comfort in like wearing the watch for a prolonged amount of time and, and enjoying it even more so, I think. It's like if you have a good pair of shoes that fit really well because you've worn them in or you have 50 pairs of shoes that look brand new because you only wear them once every. So right. I don't know. Um I think that the cool thing for like for us when you go on vacation and you get to kind of unplug a little bit is you get to enjoy this like right. people that aren't what we do Correct. enjoy the product. More often when I'm at work and every day I wear the same watch all the time. Right. But when I I tend to change more watches when I travel. When when you're running around you're going oh, I got to do this. Do <laughs> exactly. It's a work thing. When I'm on vacation easier, it's yeah. like I'm slowing down and I'm thinking about changing a watch. Um, the Tudor's another one that I, I have it just like this. You actually own yes. Yeah, so I own, own this, this watch. exact watch in this configuration um uh, mike michaels owns this watch too yep same watch it's a heritage chrono uh again a remake of what they did back in the 70s um love the colors love the blue love the chronograph i think it's a bargain price too i mean yeah, it's, it's a watch cool, it's a four thousand cool dollar piece um i actually have a belt that matches it that my kids make ultimate fun of me I, on when i, I wear it i have seen this belt <laughs> I did see him wear yeah, this belt. Right. Granted, that... it's a little much, but yeah. I actually like it, and I will do it on vacation just so, to annoy my children because that's my job. Um, but, again, super comfortable to wear. I like chronographs in general. Um, again, I think it's – I like Tudors. It's a, it's definitely a value play. I mean, it's a super cool chronograph with some uh, vintage appeal. You see the subdial. So, yeah, this is the reissue of what we call the Monte Carlo. Right. Um, and so the, it comes in different color combinations. The blue and orange is my favorite. But. Yeah, I mean, look at that. It's it, – if that doesn't scream like retro chrono, yeah, right, it's um, cool. But you get all the modern movement. You get you know some advantages to you know it's actually water resistant, right, which is nice. Um, and then well, Tudor does a great job with these. They're uh, like hand woven on old. old oh, they're worlds. unbelievable. I don't know if you've seen the videos, but they have yeah. this you know this one factory that they basically took over in Italy yeah. that makes them like old world looms, right? Yeah. Uh, whenever I see the video, I always think of that movie Wanted, where he reaches into the. <laughs> tool. But um, yeah, so like Tudor does these uh, buckles that are that's the Tudor crest, and I just they've always a lot know, of details for really cool stuff yeah. for not a lot of money. Um, is the belt your belt's not made by these people by the? Uh, it is it, a Tudor belt. Uh, yes, it? yes. Uh, so it was a it was a present. Fancy. Yes. All right. <laughs> 
Did the belt come before the watch? Or did no, the watch it came come? after the watch. Oh. I actually had the watch, and then the belt came yeah. as a it was a Basel present a few years back. There you go. All right, so this is like I'm flying the plane <laughs> to my vacation spot, and uh, there was a couple places I've been that I might have wanted to, to have that. We were about ten miles from the border of Guatemala two years ago. That was like in the jungle. That maybe I should have this watch. This is uh, the the reason I like. So the orange is cool. The reason I kind of like this watch is this is this was an expensive watch when it came out, right? The emergency was it was a professional tool, and this is yeah, a titanium. Correct. It was so not. So this a, was yeah. not something you played around with no, unless you knew you, what you were doing. You, when you first came out, you actually had to be a licensed pilot, right? And you had to sign and file with very the FAA. Very serious, very business. serious thing. And then it got kind of mainstreamed afterwards. Right. So it's cool in the ridiculous way now that it's <laughs> it was a serious piece of equipment then that is almost. That has no function. Uh, I mean, it's aside from a bar the, watch at this point. I mean, aside from <laughs> what my watch, you know, the Annie Digi and having some functionality. Uh, this guy right here, for those of you that are watching or listening, uh, don't know, is a, an antenna that you pull out in an emergency situation. Um, and it, it comes th- out like three feet, it, and yeah, you're supposed to tie out, it to a tree. And, yeah, yeah, it throws out a beacon, which can be tracked and locate your position. Marines will come get you. Um, this is, this runs on a different frequency than what the newer ones do. Correct. Um, so, but maybe in the country obsolete. I'm going to still uses yeah. that old frequency. Almost obsolete, but super cool, all titanium, you know, uh, kind of fun, funky watch for not a tremendous amount of money. Um, and it's a great orange. And I would argue that uh, older Breitlings are better Breitlings. Yeah, but, the, well, the new one, I mean, what they did to the new one, it's 50-something yeah. millimeters. I mean, it's unwearable. I love big watches, but, I mean, it's a tank and it's 15 grand. Yeah. So the new ones got a little crazy. Uh, that one, actually, I still think is nice. I also love the yellow back in the day. Yeah, the orange is cool. It's like an off orange, which I like. All right, this is by far my favorite watch on the table. Um, that is a beautiful piece. It actually looks great on you. Yeah, I was wearing it a little earlier. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. That's, so this is the new ceramic uh, chrono, and then uh, there's a lot of, lot of stuff going on for this watch. Um, I was talking about I love the, that they, the round ceramic pushers. Versus Much those, better square, than those pushers. square pushers, yeah. Um, the new straps. So there's the gray one. There's the black and red. But they're doing these new two tone straps. Uh, new dial. Just tremendous amount of detail. And and what we're used to seeing in a large package, but actually, it's scaled sits, down. A little yeah, bit. it's scaled down. The watch actually sits really well on the wrist. And for a long time, I've thought about like I should get a diver. And then I wore this, and I was. I actually wore the gray one about a week and a half ago, and I was like, oh. It's a great watch, and the new version is much better balanced. It sits really well. I love the touch. I mean, again, I like, for vacation watches, I like color, obviously. I picked a lot of stuff with a touch of color on it. Right. But that one's cool. I think is appropriate, right? We want to have. Yeah, it's more casual. It's more fun. fun. Exactly. A little bit whimsical on vacation. This is, I could see this like, uh, I'm going on vacation to Thermal Raceway, and uh, (laughs) I'm going to go jump into Lambo and take take a couple laps. That's what, this is what I'm wearing. Um, that is but, very cool. Look at that. I'll do a little. Now, the AP is amazing stuff. I mean, there's no question. It's iconic. It's much better balanced now. Great movement, see-through. Everything about it. Yeah. There's I, not uh, a lot of complaints on that one. Yeah, I mean, AP is doing good stuff. I don't, we still don't know if their whole vertical integration is going to end up paying off for them. Um, uh, mixed messages again, yeah. you know. Market's a little mixed up on that right now, but we are seeing them deliver product. I'm seeing guys get 15500s, yes. which is, you know, more than I can say for some brands. Mm-hmm. Um, there are quite a few guys that are I heard were on the list for 15400s and promised they were going to get one. Now they're Never getting delivered 15500s. 
and being told they have to take it and that's it um which is a little you know but i guess you would grow to love it or or move it on right um but a lot of what ap is doing now i'm pretty impressed with so we'll just see if they actually sell but yeah those are the watches that we brought with us this was the last one we didn't talk about oh, yet, right? Was the is that the one seventy seven? Uh, yeah, this is this, this is actually the seven seven seven. So this is the, the newer newer version. Um, and again, neither one of ours favorites, but the reason I loved it is I love the strap. And one of the things that I always tell yeah, a lot of my guys a pair of pants is in that material, don't you? Uh, uh, I probably do. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's really cool, blue, fun, matches the little blue logo. Um, but what I do notice, and I tell guys all the time, even on Padex and some of the other watches, a, a different strap can change the entire look of a watch. And it just goes from yeah. a different, you know, instead of being a rubber strap Panerai, suddenly this is something I can wear to dinner. And it looks pretty I, cool. Yeah. In no way am I endorsing a 777, because <laughs> I, I personally, we have there's some better for options right. for right. that that case. Um but it was on this strap and it caught Manjo's eye. <laughs> so, but to I be fair, all Panerais have this versatility, right? Yes, that's, they that's, can. You can put that strap on almost anything. That's why you love Panerai because you got to be able to change them up. Um, the seven seven. Not that there's anything really wrong with the watch. It's just a very, ec- you know, economic option. Right. Um, you know, it's got the spring bars instead of Which the I actual hate. screws. Yeah. It's it's just yeah it's reminiscent of the old like 600 series mm-hmm. with the snap case backs and all that stuff. Which I it's better than those. Better than but those. Yes. Still not great. No. Um, if you're if you like the look of this watch, then I would highly recommend the watch that I no longer have but owned for a while, the Pam 510. Mm-hmm. So 44 millimeter, same case, um, eight day manual, day movement, right. or go for a 111, same look, older movement, but still great. Old Panerai. Um, that does, you know, Panerai doesn't really matter. They they all have a similar DNA. They, they all have all the same feel and look, and that's what that I like feel. about it. Again, I'll bring my '88 on vacation, and you know, I'll wear it in the rubber. Right. But it's very cool in the '88. It's a cool watch. Always. I loved think the I think that uh, I was telling you earlier. I've always loved the submersible, and I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, try and track down either a 24 or 25 to replace. You the never 510. see the 25s anymore. I don't know why. But they're just they're super cool. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it, that's been a Panerai on my hit list. I tried past. it for a while. My problem was I, I banged that bezel like crazy for whatever reason. It didn't sit as well on my wrist as my 88 does. Yeah, I like the 88 with the subdial. It's yeah. a cool piece. All right. Well, those are the watches we brought with us. Um, for some you know, uh, mixed reasons as to why we see them being uh, vacation watches, some versatility aspects with the emergency, some uh, durability aspects with the Panerais, the APs have the flash, the Tudor Correct. has the... The retro flare, so when uh, Manjos is smoking a cigar <laughs> walking down the streets of Cuba, he's wearing that watch. And, uh, yeah, those are the ones that we brought with us. The travel roll, um, I, I can see why this would be cool for guys that, like you, you, yeah, you definitely I got, need you got to have a roll. you got to have a roll. Um, this one is obviously uh, a little fancier, a than, little mine, fancier than what most guys would carry. But um, is three watches is pretty much the uh, the go-to roll. Yeah, I've I seen usually some, have three in one of my wrists. Yeah, exactly. I've seen some really cool ones. The ones that I like, I've seen on Instagram, these pillows like uh, snap together and then come apart so you can separate them. Uh, uh-huh. The divider's cool. But anyway, so uh, the roll's cool. If you want to bring a couple watches with you, switch them out like Manjos does. I would prefer to take one watch. <laughs> I'm going to... I'll leave this on the table, and I'll just take You'll this. You'll take that one? That is you. And, uh, I tell you, you should have I that. don't have a vacation plan, but I guess I'll just Get leave. the watch instead. I'll just leave now, and you know, we'll call that a vacation. But, you uh, buy a watch for the I price like of this. vacation. But that's awesome. Guys. It suits you. Could be your next one. It's a good look. 
I like red. I do like red. Yeah, it's a good look. I also like the gray one, though, too. The gray one's pretty awesome. Awesome. There's not a lot of them that I don't like in the navies. Yeah, I, these are. I definitely. You can see the quality step up from these uh, to, to the, the older, to the older yeah. ones. You know, the ceramic bezels, awesome. Ceramic pushers, crown. But well, the other more part, so the older ones, that. you'd scratch the hell out of that bezel. Right, the Always. rubber clads, all that rubber stuff. Rubber clads, I would trash the bezel. So not only is this uh, good looking for vacation, but going to be more durable than right than something like that. But uh, all right, so that's uh, that's our vacation stick. <laughs> I am going to call on the reserve power of this MacBook. Don't let it crash. And see what's going on. And I have a bunch of emails that I have to answer. <laughs> Damn work gets in the way. Alright, you see any questions in that chat box that you want to shout? It's not coming up. You go ahead. All righty. Here we go. All right, guys. Let's fire off some questions in the box. Uh, AP is pretty sweet. I agree with you. Uh, make a roll for 10-plus watches. Uh, that's a vacation. That's a, that's a suitcase. <laughs> that's what that is. Um I actually find most rolls too big. I like to use pods or pouches. Uh, yeah, so I have uh, a few different ways that I like to carry watches. It's not that I don't, like, I'll usually take, if I have to transport a watch, I like a pod or, or a small case, like a small travel case. Usually when you service a watch, they come back in, in Right, nice they have some great little cases. Yeah, so I'll just grab one of those or whatnot. Or actually, uh, we have our own branded. So when you buy a watch from us. You get that um, nice case. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice little travel case if it doesn't have a box. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, Brightling also does some nice service travel cases that I use. I have a couple of those. All right. Let's see here. See my friend Shelby in the comment box? Shelby is actually on vacation right now uh, in an undisclosed location. <laughs> but uh, having a great time, apparently. Uh, let's see here. Um, and he will think that this this uh, show is based off him going on vacation. No, this was my it, it I was, can take credit it was your idea because I was I'm but, totally uh, in vacation mode the last two days. It was you. It was you. <laughs> All right. Let's see. How am I liking blue shirt Buddha, Jason? How are you liking the Bulgari? I love it. It's it's pretty sweet. Um, it's a it's transitioned more uh, into kind of a. I don't want to say it's a dress watch because it really doesn't fall into that category, but it wears very, very much like a dress watch. Um, what I found myself doing when I take it out of the box is wearing it too much. Uh, so I've, I've, you were wearing it a lot. Yeah, I was well. wearing. A, so you go through the honeymoon, honeymoon always, phase, right? Always. So, but it just like didn't seem to end. I had to make the conscious decision, like, all right, I to gotta put this away. And I, because I had gotten the Explorer too, uh, like and just you waited before a long that, time for that, and I waited a really long time, and you that did. got interrupted for uh, wearing <laughs> the honeymoon of that got interrupted <laughs> with the Bulgari, and so I made the conscious decision to you know put it away and pull the Explorer out, um, which is on the nightstand and it got usurped by that bright link but i'll be back to the explorer soon 
I took it off the bracelet and put it on that rubber bee. It actually wears really I've well. I've never worn one on a rubber bee. Everybody tells like, me it works well, but... So, but the thing is, is that uh, when you put them on the rubber bees, they usually, for me, they stay there for like three, four days, and then you go back to the bracelet. I'm the um, same way, because I love, I think Rolex's best thing is that it's the best bracelet yeah. watch out there. Um, so I just, I think of it as a bracelet watch. Yeah. Probably part of my problem. All right. I got, uh, here's Shelby. I got a question from Shelby. Hi, Jason. FP Jordan, CB. Wait is five to 10 years. How long will they keep making the CB? I don't see it going forever. I agree with you. I think, um, you know, the whole thing with the CB and why the secondary market is is what it is is because production. Correct. So I think there has to be a time where you go, listen, we're making all these amazing watches. Production on this piece on it, right? is a pain in the ass. It's been a great run. Well, they got two problems with it. The right. One, the case problem, because the material is hard to work with. And yeah. then those dials is just they i know they have a lot of problems with the dials that's why they always come in batches right you'll come you'll see them hit the market because they ship out 30 of them and then it'll be six months or a year before the next batch comes out so i think i think they will eventually get rid of it because it probably takes a lot of resources away from doing the serious watches right the cb i think is an awesome um it's it's weird to say about jorn because the because fp jorn is an amazing watch but it's it's an awesome piece that fights above its weight class in terms of of what it is on your wrist it has such a polarizing presence on the wrist it's kind of like uh you know like a 5196 or something like that where it's it's so perfect but it's simple when you're it's used a to great seeing, simple watch you're used to seeing jorns that are like centigraphs and are, are you know the loons or the or the reserve de march that have some complication right. look to them right um i actually i think that the cvs are pretty sweet um they're getting they're going to go up there they're definitely going to shoot up in the next i mean in the next year it's probably a uh, i would say fifty thousand dollar watch wouldn't shock me at all because again it's so rare it's so different than anything trading, else it's a material that nobody dealt 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 with or right. does so they're trading regularly. like uh just over 40 right now yep. it's it's and they go quick i mean insane. we get one in and it pops it's it's a really really pretty watch and it doesn't Photos don't do it justice. Video doesn't do it justice. When you get it in sunlight to the it natural pop, eye, right. it's, exactly. it's crazy. Um, all right. So, uh, Rich Buddy, as a as a Rolex guy, I got to say, Jason's Bulgari really pulls me in. I would love to see uh, one of those one day. You owe it to yourself to put at least put one on your wrist. I think that everybody I've ever handed the watch to and they go, ah, this thing, and they put it on their wrist, they start, oh, how much are these? <laughs> you know, it's, it's definitely a watch you have to experience. Might not end up being for you, but it's super thin, it's, it's easy to wear, it's comfortable, and it's got some real watch credit. Um, all right, let's see here. You seen any... Uh, um, See a question Should on I keep um, my Rolex, Rolex 116600 or trade up for the SD43 Red Dweller. If I'm you, I keep the 40. I'll, I would keep the 40 as well. 43 is cool. If you could have both, great. But if I had, if you gave me a free choice between either one at any market value, I think the 40 is the cooler watch. Yeah, and I think the 40 will again. It's rarer. I mean, they didn't make that many of them. They right. were two and a half years. year run, right? Quick run. Um, they weren't super popular. You you already have the built-in equity of aspect of it that it's discontinued. There's no question about it. It's right. gone. So uh, if it's you know, I guess if I had to if I had to pick between like one that was naked versus a full set 43, then maybe that would be enough. But I still like the 1166 better. Uh, 6600 better. Um, 
uh, opinion on the GP Laredo. I, I like the watch. Um, you know, it looks like some other stuff. That's kind of the, the flack that it's gotten, but I think it's a good bang for the buck watch. It's um, a great bang for the buck GP, watch. It's just the brand is yeah. Just don't buy floundering. It yeah, don't exactly buy them used. They're great value. Yeah. And the only other thing on the uh, the Sea Dweller, I don't like the the uh, Cyclops. Yeah. Uh, it's, that it's, that it's, was it controversial. Have, exactly, it shouldn't have a cyclops. It's a seed it was funny. I made a joke. Uh, so, <laughs> shut up. We were. We, I made a joke earlier today uh, because the when the forty three came out, everybody hated the fact that it had cyclops. So while the entire world is trying to take cyclops <laughs> off of Rolex, uh, Manjos was thinking about putting one on one of his watches. It's only because I can't see the damn date there without yeah, it. Yeah. So shut I, up. You'll get old one day too. Yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope. Or you know. <laughs> Um. All right. Uh, high rising. Which Bulgari? Uh, the Octo Finissimo. It's the titanium, uh, super thin, uh, micro rotor. Um, Rich Buddy saying he loves Doxa. Doxa makes a fantastic dive watch. Great dive uh, watches. Really robust. Again. Whenever asked somebody asked me about like value dive watches, Doxa is always in the conversation. Uh, Oris is a fantastic uh, value Oris. proposition. I like Oris um, a lot. There's uh you know there's a few other uh. Zen is also one of those that should be in the conversation, but sub two thousand dollar you know beater dive watches, those are definitely cool options. That's uh, those are vacation watches too. Perfect vacation watches again because it's not something you have to worry about either with crazy value and you know. I mean your AP is awesome, but right. it's it's a little expensive to be tromping around the rocks on. Um. All right, uh, John Doe, bang for the buck. Thoughts on Frederick Constant Perpetual Calendar, best bang for the buck. Um, I haven't had a tremendous amount of experience with that perpetual calendar. I know that they have for years pushed the bar and like getting really cheap complications out there, right? Which I think is commendable. Um, I think they uh, at least a few years ago when they came out with uh, like the cheapest production tourbillon was like thirty six thousand mm-hmm. dollars or something like that. You got to applaud the fact that like oh I can buy a Swiss made tourbillon for thirty six grand. It is. Is it, it also reminds me of like when Jaeger was back in the day. They used to do a perpetual in steel that was fourteen four that right. you know nobody else would do one at thirty. But you know just having a price point for a price point. I'm assuming they're cutting some corners somewhere along the way to get there. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I don't. I possibly also I'm not the biggest perpetual guy in the yeah. world, but. I'm not a huge perpetual fan. Uh, sometimes they, I, when they're done right, they're they're really really nice. Sometimes they get a little too busy for me. They're very. A lot of them are busy. If yeah. I'm gonna buy, uh, I'm not a huge. I don't. I like no date on my watch. Well, see, I like so, the date, but I'm a, I'm an annual calendar. I mean, to me, that's for, like the best invention for the longest time. And I not call, that old. I call out, you know, oh, non-date, non-date. So for to say I'm a calendar guy, I'm not. But <laughs> if I was gonna, you know, uh, spend some money and I uh, wanted a complication like that, I think I'd go for an annual before I went for a pet, perpetual. A little bit easier to set, a little bit easier to live with. Uh, you know, definitely could have another couple watches for the difference between most annuals and most perpetuals so for me i don't mind if i have to set it a few more times a year i understand but, that um it's also one here on opinions on the new iwc pilot chrono 41 with in-house movement i love the new iwc perpetual i mean pilots but i always love pilots um i just wish or i feel like iwc right now is almost exactly the same as it was 10 years ago, except right. for the movement changes. I feel like they need a little bit more evolution or a little bit something to 
breathe some life back in. And I, I think that they... Because so it's still a great value brand. It's a great watch. I, she makes a, a really, really good, solid mid-grade mm-hmm. watch. And But the problem is, um, like I've said with most a lot of brands, is they make too much stuff. They yeah, really they need to scale focus. back their product line and just nail everything they make. Um, I think they should focus on a lot of like the 44-millimeter chronograph for the Pilot stuff. I know the Big Pilot is the Big Pilot. Right. But those watches, they can get a little crazy. They can. Um, I mean, I used to love their Pilot, the Split Chrono. I used to right. always wanted that watch, and then they discontinued it and never, I never got I, I wasn't. I The one thing I will say to their credit is they didn't uh, petite prints everything. That's true. Because they definitely yes, could have gone they that way. They could have gone that way, and I thought they and were they going didn't. for a while. So because, like, every blue one was selling in a minute. So they didn't go down that road where they did the same to everything. Um, but the new movements, and again, value proposition is like $200 more with an in-house movement. It's crazy. Right. So the value, I think, was great. Um, definitely another brand that uh, I would say, if you can, buy it pre-owned. All right, let's see here. Jason, you mentioned a few episodes back that CB dials, that the old CDB dial was better. I don't think I said it was better. They're different. So the, there's the older generation CB dials and right. the newer generation. So the major difference was production and figuring out how to uh, produce the dials in the capacity that they needed with new production cycles. And um, there was a learning curve there. The process just changed. They're not the same. They are close. They're very, very close. But there's a slight difference in the shimmer between I was the dials. Say one's a little more mirror-y. Yeah, I think one's. That, so I don't the, think that's even a word, but um, <laughs> one is a little bit, yeah, a little bit more milky, and the right. other one's a little bit more, uh, you know, reflective. They are, you know, a fraction away. Right. But so I don't. I personally don't think one is better than the other. They're just simply an earlier one and a newer one. So, but. Uh, I guess the purists would say that the first, first one is the first one. You know, yeah, so the there, one there can always be one first. Right. But, um, and that's certainly with Jordan, that's the way it's going. Listen, if I could get a 19 CB for retail, uh, I would buy one right now. <laughs> you win a lot of other people. <laughs> really? I think no so. No wonder it's so hard to get. <laughs> uh, what do I know? I just started doing this. Um, all right, let's see here. Why are all models like the Rolex GMT Master 2 twice Twice the price on the gray market, but models like the Skydweller are only a few thousand over retail. Skydweller and the Rolex. Skydweller is Rolex's most complicated movement. Uh, so it's a great question. So yes, the Skydweller is the, their most complicated movement. Um, the difference between so it's it's a good question. It's there's a multi. It's part, a good question. There's a, there's a lot of pieces answers. to this. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. so here's my take on this. If something is more accessible to more people. Right, the right. retail is lower. Then there's going to be more demand for that piece. True, no question. So about. that hurts things. If if I'm trying to sell a watch that sells for that retails for nine thousand dollars, there's going to be a lot more people that that want a nine thousand dollar watch, thus making the demand higher for right. that piece. And when the production is the same, or maybe uh, you know the same as the Skydweller, but the retail is double on the Skydweller, there's a lot less people that are going to pay double for that watch. So possible the thing i I've, I've never been under understand is first of all the sky dweller they completely underpriced at 14.4 i mean it's crazy it, the, cheap the pricing on that, that watch price. was set prior to this market expansion right but and even so i mean it's super cheap for an annual basically calendar right. it's you know everything about it and then 
The blue dials trade well into the 20s, you know, heading towards the mid-20s now. And the black dial, you can get at just a few grand over retail. Right. Um, and again, that black dial one, I think, is just pops. So I love that watch. Quick, quick analogy of what I'm trying to discuss. So you have, uh, you know, a black Corvette, right? Right. Or you have a black Bugatti. Right. Who's going to want... You're going to have a much larger population of people trying to buy the Corvette at a much more obtainable price point, even though it's over retail, than you will with someone dropping a million dollars on a Bugatti. Yeah. So I think it's also demand, got to do with the look to the. I think the Sky Dweller is a little less sporty. It's a little yeah. dressier. It's a little more towards a day just. I think the look um, aspect of it comes more into play with at retail, because then you're you're talking function and and aesthetic. But at the end of the day, the GMT's trading basically at the same kind of numbers right so it's the gmt not the is a much more obtainable watch it is so bang it's for easier. bang for the buck you're doubling retail because there's much more population out there that wants that watch it's just supply and demand simple supply and demand but it is a good question it's a great uh, question. that's that's actually honestly a topic for a show you could probably do we could do hour. a whole show on values um, on sport watches but i do love that black sky i would wear that Skydweller, uh, hands down, I yeah. think for the money, I'd put the six grand in the bank account and keep the black one over the blue one. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, the blue one's nice too, and I love, nice. I'm a blue guy. I love you can blue get a, that black. A really, really pretty date just uh, 41 <laughs> in blue with a fluted bezel and a Jubilee and call it a day. I'm you could have both. I'm not a Jubilee guy. I, I mean, don't but like you could Jubilees. have. I don't understand why back girls But if are you so want a really nice blue hot. dress watch, like you could have a black Skydweller and you could have a Jubilee uh, date just 41 for the same price as a blue, you know, or almost. I still, I really wonder in two or three years how the Jubilees are going to hold up. Because I well, really feel are, like they're going crazy right now. No question about it. But they're definitely it. more solid than the old ones. They're so much more, more I'm seen. not just hold up wise. I mean, hold up value oh, wise. Value wise. Because okay. it's like it, nine out of 10 guys I, I ask prefer the oysters bracelets in general. Right. It's just that it's the newest, latest, greatest. So everybody's chasing the Jubilees. But I think eventually, you know, the Batman is going to outperform. Yeah. I, so the. It, what's funny is that the the Batgirl, um, I hate the has, it's what I, I know guys that have the watch and either have grown to love the name or don't care or it's more like a middle finger because you know you want it you can't have it so you're calling it a bad name. Um, I mean the name so the name derived from it's the prettier you know the dressier Batman so, um, but anyhow whatever you want to call it, they they launched they skyrocketed they came down a little bit I do think that they're going to go back up. Um, but what's interesting is like the oysters are right there, right there, and they made that watch for you know five years. Yep. And right now we're talking about them being them holding the same water, um, and I I like the oysters better, too. Um, I think that that jubilee should have had a better clasp than that big brick clasp in the that's back of the jubilee. My, that's a pet peeve of mine as well. But I just never like the style of jubilee bracelets in general. I mean, it's just I mean they're yeah, too pretty for me. I'm not a pretty guy. <laughs> I guess I get your point. I'm there with you on the oyster. I think that. When and I'm not saying uh, if, but when Rolex releases a Coke ceramic, and they put it on an oyster, it's going to be gangbusters. I would. Agree. I mean, instantly, probably a thirty thousand dollar watch. It's going to be nuts. It'll be nuts. Um, it will happen. I, w- I. They have to do it. Yeah, I would hope. You know, maybe I would, next year. I would think. You know? Yeah, so you'll get the new movement. Uh, they'll probably tweak some things. I would imagine you get a new oyster with some, you know, maybe some cool little hidden new technology updates. Um, you know, but that's a, that's a whole other show. But that would be a cool watch. All right. Um, I don't know. You see any more questions in here that are worth uh, chitting, chatting about? 
scroll through one more time. Cartier Santos is a cool vacation watch. Um, yeah, I mean, the versatility in between changing the straps. Straps is nice, yeah. But, it's a little dressy uh, for me for vacation. Unlike my friend uh, Josh with Thanos, I don't know that I would label that watch a cool watch. <laughs> he actually Shout out to Josh. loved that. Josh loved that watch, and it actually looked good on him. Yeah. I don't know if I could pull it off. And I do like the new blue dial. The blue one's cool. The chronos are actually pretty nice. Yes. But um, Thanos did rock that watch. All right. I'm not seeing any any crazy questions in here. How often do you guys come across uh, super high-end mad watches like Jacob & Co. Rebellion? Um not too often, I would say. Um, I mean, we come across them in the sense that we get to see them and we get to see customers that have them. We don't really deal in a lot of, like, the super high-end stuff. Not a lot of the, the crazy. I mean, we don't do with Grubel or, yeah, I mean, you know, so some the, of that that's, stuff. That's, that's, I would put Grubel on a completely yeah. different level because right. that's, like, master, uh, super master watchmaking. Um, stuff like that uh, usually can be a, a decent value prop because you because what they are retail versus pre-owned. But it's... Uh, it's very volatile. So yeah, it's, it's, I mean that's not a market I chase or dealers know well have to be careful yeah. with that kind of stuff because that can uh, really, Crash really on you break fast. you. Yeah, a um, lot of love for Ball in the chat. It looks like Ball's and the Bell and Ross pretty... question too. I always love Bell and Ross at that price range. I was actually looking for a. I actually I used to have a uh, Bro One Orange. Okay. The limited edition one, and I loved that. I had an uh, for about a year. I had an O three. Uh, 92 so the 43 millimeter right. but it was the phantom the all the all, all black blacked one. out that was great it, it was cool but like for three months and then <laughs> it drove that was me, me with the orange yeah but um, big square watches are hard too but i mean call me crazy i just want to be able to see the time on the watch all right it's i novel. mean anything past like two you can go to the bathroom and shut the door and you can well, know no, anything past like 2 p.m in sunny south florida <laughs> you just couldn't read the watch it was like um but i did like wearing it it was cool um, I do like Bill and Ross. They make a good watch for the money. Yeah. No, actually. All right. I think we're going to wrap this up. What do you think? Yeah. I, think I mean, you're headed show. straight to the airport. You're going to vacation. I am heading for vacation, yes. All right. Heading so, to the beach. Um, I want to thank you for doing the show because it would have been no, really easy fun. to leave the office early no, and go no, no, straight no, to vacation. No. I, every but, time you ask me, I'll try to say if I'm in town, I love doing this. All right. Cool. It's great fun. Well, guys, I want to say thank you for logging in on a Thursday. Um, if you're watching this on Thursday, happy Thursday. If not, happy Thursday. Hope your Friday is going well. And hope you have um, a great vacation. We are at 80, 87,000 subscribers. Impressive. We're going to hit 90 soon uh, if you guys keep doing what you're doing. And uh, we'll call that a show, I think. Thanks sure. for coming. Thanks man. for having me. Yeah, it was a good one. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Go on Take vacation. <laughs>